Let's turn in our Bibles to Psalms uh, 55, verse 22. I got a message stirring in my spirit Wednesday during praise and worship. And so I'm going to call this message Keys to Stress-Free Living. And every point, every principle begins with a C. Everyone begins with a C. And I, I don't believe we'll have time to get through all of them today, so we'll most likely go into next week. But the first C is cast. How do we get out from under the load? In Psalms 55 and verse 22 it says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. The Amplified says, releasing the weight of it, uh, releasing the weight of your burden is exactly the opposite of holding on to it. And he will sustain you. He will never cause the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, to fall, or to fail. That's good news. Cast your burden on the Lord, another translation says, and he will support you. He is absolutely, positively supporting his children. He said, I will never leave you without support. I will never relax my hold on you. I like what one person said, God's grip, don't slip. He says emphatically, assuredly not. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Woo, glory to God. So, as you cast your cares on the Lord, you can expect his support. You can expect him to uphold you. As you turn your worries over to the Lord, how many of you know that he will sustain you? The scripture says that we are upheld by the word of his power. I love Isaiah. He says, fear not, I'm with thee. Be not dismayed, I'm your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. And so, I want to encourage you to lay aside the weight of stress. Lay aside, cast aside, casting all your cares on him. Here's what Spurgeon said. He said, if I cast my burden upon the Lord, what business then have I to carry it myself? How can I truthfully say that I've cast it upon him if I'm still burdened with it? That's a good test. If you're depressed and you're still thinking upon those things and your mind is fixated upon the problem, upon the debt, Upon the relationship, if your mind is fixated, the next thing you'll know, you'll go into a loop. And what does that mean? A loop simply means that it's something that continually repeats itself over and over and over again. And if you give the enemy an inch, he will take a mile. And that's why I said, don't give him any place. The number one place that the enemy is getting in Christians' lives 
is in their head. The battle is between your ears. He accesses Christians whose minds are not renewed with his doubt, with his fears, and with his imaginations, and with his suggestions. And so, once you give your cares to the Lord, you've really got to fight the good fight of faith to keep them there. Resist him steadfastly with your faith. Amen. Casting. Uh, Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. Now, I want you to read that, so I'm going to say, ready, read, and I'll take a break. Go ahead, ready, read. Stop right there. Where are those strongholds? Your mind. Verse 5, go ahead, read. I said, well, pastor, I can't do that. Well, God says you can. He said, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is what? Stayed on me. It's interesting to me. He said, you cast your burden on me and I will sustain you. You keep your mind on me and I will keep you in perfect peace. So every one of us have a part to play in this good fight of faith. Now, it can be done but it will only be done on purpose. It is Let's say it this way. It takes a decision of your will to cast down imaginations. It takes a decision of your will to pull down strongholds. Tony Cook, a really good friend of ours and a great friend of the ministry, said this. He said, you are either casting down imaginations or imaginations are casting you down. And then he went on to say, you are either pulling down strongholds or strongholds are pulling you down. I know about you and I know about me. I'd rather pull them down than have them pull me down. I'd rather cast them down than have me have a cast down mind. And so it becomes our responsibility once we have cast our burden on the Lord to stay in the realm of faith and continually cast down those images that come to our soul. Look at your neighbor and say, that's good preaching. (laughs) Dad Hagen said it like this. He said, you cannot 
prevent a bird from flying over your head. But you can sure keep it from building a nest in your hair. And so many people are highly developed in carrying care. We saw it modeled in the homes that we grew up in. Now, I'm not saying anything about, you know, families here or anything like that, but I saw a good share of people in my life, elders in my life, that really carried the weight of the world on their shoulders. And... Uh, We could call them world champion warriors. And so what happens then is when you see that as a way of life, that cannot help but get into your thinking and to get into your mind. But oh, thank God, we are now in the family of God. I said we are now in the family of God and we have a new way of thinking a new way of talking, a new way of believing, and a new way of acting. Say it with me. I am learning the language of the redeemed. So let's, let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. I want you to, to read that uh, out of the Amplified Version. And let's just get this word in us today. Everyone say, I've cast my care... On the Lord. Now, if you've really done that, that means He has it and you don't have it. One of the C's in the keys to overcoming stress is confess. Confess. Once you've given it to the Lord, confess. He's got it. I don't. Therefore, I don't have a care. I'm carefree, fear-free, faith-filled, and living in victory. Okay, you guys ready to read again? You're helping me today, right? You are actively participating in this lecture. I'm going to say, ready, read, and you read verse 7 and 8. Let's Let's try to stay together. One, two, three, ready, read. You're doing really good. Now, how many cares? Okay, now read verse 8. Ready? One, two, three. Read. Stop right now and say, He may not devour me. I'm not the devil's lunch. Now, verse 9. One, two, 
Verse 9. Ready? Read. Go ahead. Give yourself a big hand. Now notice these phrases. Rooted. 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 Once you've given your cares to the Lord, you've got to make sure you're rooted and grounded in a couple things. Number one, in his love for you. Cast all your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. Say it with me. My good, good father. father. He loves me. me. And he cares for me. me. Oh, that you may be rooted and grounded in love. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints, God's devoted people. What is the breadth, length, depth, height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. May you have the richest measure of his divine presence and become a body that is wholly filled and flooded with this revelation of love himself. Woo! So, be rooted in the love of God. But you must be rooted in the Word of God. You cannot resist the devil with psychological slogans. You cannot resist the devil by quoting Kramer from Seinfeld. You've got to know this word for yourself. Rooted and grounded in the faith, in the word, in the anointing, in the grace. Jesus was rooted and grounded in who he was. Come on. He said, I am the light. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection. And I am, I'm the life. Mm, Be rooted and grounded in the word. I am his workmanship. I am a new creation. I am, you am, we am. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Rooted. Grounded. In love. In the word. Don't you dare let the world label you 
what God has not named you. Bring that verse up again. This is good. We're going to camp here for a few minutes. Rooted, established, strong. What else? Let's say this real strong. I shall not be. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree planted by the waters. And I shall not be moved. And determined. Determined. A decisive decision of your will to set your mind on him. And emoko sapredishte. And as you do, you will not fall into the traps of the enemy and you will not be fixated on his imaginations, but rather your mind will be set upon him and you will be kept in perfect peace. So the next time you feel that rat... You just say, no, you don't, devil. You just throw it all off on the Lord. And I like what a brother of mine says. Don't take the devil seriously. Just be happy. Go eat some ice cream. (laughs) Smell a flower. Well, your father's working on it. I mean, go get yourself a double cheeseburger. <laughs> That's what I did yesterday. <laughs> double cheeseburger. And then I immediately walked across the street and got a Parmesan mozzarella cheese pizza. <laughs> what? And I was going to eat it this afternoon, but I ate half of it last night. <laughs> and so when Brenda called and said, how you doing? I said, I'm doing just fine. Because we have a joke called Murphy 8. I said, Murphy 8. The story about Murphy is Lester Sumrall and his associate were going to pray for a demon-possessed lady. And Lester said, okay, we're going to fast. We're going to pray. And Lester was very much of a general. When he said it, whoa, okay. So Lester said, I'm going to pick you up at 8 in the morning. They're supposed to be fasting and praying. Went over to that demon-possessed lady. Lester starts praying, and she says, Murphy ate. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it really happened. 
So we have a little slogan. She made me a nice up down, upside down uh, pineapple cake on Easter Sunday. And that's already after Murphy ate like a bunch. And so and she made it from scratch. She's a country girl. She knows how to cook. And uh, so on Monday, it was pretty much gone. I put a little sticky tab on there and said, Murphy ate. <laughs> so be happy. Don't, don't, don't yield to depression. There, there, there's too much to be thankful out there for. There's too much to be grateful for. You got you got You got too much life to live yet to go to bed and curl up and die. This is the hour. This is the day for the body of Christ. No matter what your age, no matter what your circumstance, no matter what your past, you're part of something so big. And it is going to be in manifestation in a greater way and in a bigger way than we've ever seen before. Let's go over to Philippians 4, 6. You look like you're ready to read again. (coughs) Philippians 4, 6. Thank you for helping me, Lord. So all this has got to be done by faith. Say with me, I walk by faith. And not by by what I see. see. Now look at this in Philippians chapter 4, 6. Let's just read that from the King James Version. On the count of three, one, two, three, ready, read. Stay together. Now read it one more time, but put your heart in it. Think about what you're saying. Put your heart in it. One, two, three, ready, read. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with activity, let your request be made known unto God. Very good. So, pray about everything. Don't panic. Pray. When that panic comes, you just switch over into prayer. Not a nervous prayer. Not a, oh, Jesus, what are we going to do? But instead of worrying, start worshiping. Just lift up your hands right now. Worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I choose the good portion today. I shall not be like Martha, careful and troubled about many things, but I worship him, and I keep my mind and heart set on the one thing. Oh, thank you, Lord. One person said it this way. I'm not going to say it. I'm just quoting it so you can call him if you get mad. 
if you prayed as much as you worry, you would have a lot less to worry about. Just mark this down. If something comes up that's not worth praying about, it certainly isn't worth worrying about. Submit it to God. Let God be God over all situations. Let's just start giving him some praise and thanksgiving right now. Come on, let's do it by faith. I'm not going to lead you. You do it yourself. Come on, guys. Let's grow up. Glory. Open your mouth. Praise him. Glory. Hallelujah. That'll shut the devil up. I've heard that studies have been done that having an attitude of gratitude actually raises your immunity system. That's awesome. It's just like laughter. I, I think it's Brenda who taught it. There's been a study at Stanford. If you laugh... It's like burning calories. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 Murphy. (laughs) So, worry is unreasonable. Jesus said this. He said, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat or drink, or about your body. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. He says, is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Worry is unreasonable. It doesn't make sense. Worry is not logical. It's irrational. Here's what worry does. Worry literally exaggerates the problems. It turns small issues into big ones. Every time stress and worry come to you, if you yield to it, it gets bigger. And you go into a loop and it gets out of proportion. I'm here to tell you that worry does not work. To worry about something you can't change is useless. And to worry about something you can change is stupid. It's unreasonable. Worry is unnatural. You were not born again to be stressed out. Worry and fear are not natural. To the born-again believer. Oh, come on, somebody. Worry. You were not born into this world to be stressed. You were born into this world to be blessed. Woo-hoo. Let's quit.
quote Jesus again. Look at the birds. Do they sow? Do they reap? Do they store away in barns? And yet, your heavenly Father, what does he do? He feeds them. I'm going to quote Ed Dufresne. Are you not much better than a bird? Say emphatically, yes. I'm a whole lot better than a bird. And then Jesus goes on to say, now, why worry about clothes? Look at the lilies in the field. They don't worry about theirs, do they? Yet King Solomon in all of his glory was never clothed as beautifully as they are. Think about it just for a moment. In all of creation, all of creation, only humans worry. Animals don't worry. Plants don't worry. All of creation trusts except human beings. But you and I are under our Father's care. Hallelujah. It's unnatural. It's unreasonable. How many of you know your body is not designed to carry care? In Proverbs 12, 25... It says, an anxious heart weighs a man down. In Proverbs 14.30, it says, a heart at peace gives life to the body. And then here's what I know about worry. Worry is unhelpful. Worry cannot make you taller, shorter, live longer. It cannot change the past, and it cannot control the future. It's like sitting in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you're not going anywhere. The only thing that worry changes is you. It makes you more miserable. I am building a case today for you to be worry-free. And I'm just throwing some keys out at you. The first C is cast it. Get rid of it. Get rid of stinking thinking. Get rid of that spirit of rejection. They say, well, I didn't come up in a good family. My, my father was mean, and, you know, the whole atmosphere growing up was just, it was devilish. But that's why you've got to get rooted and grounded in God's love for you. It's a new day. It's a new family. You cannot... By worrying, add one cubit to your stature. And lastly, worthy, worry is unnecessary. There's no need to do it. Let's pull up Matthew 6.30. And I'm going to have you read one more time. Matthew 6, verse 30. Then we're going to pray. We're going to believe God together. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to believe God with you today we're going to believe God Matthew 6 verse 30 1, 2, 3, ready, read read it strong Wherefore, God so 
going to clothe you. He's going to see to it that you're taken care of. He's going to sustain you and he's going to bring you all the way to glory. Either by grave or by air rapture. He's going to sustain you. He's going to sustain me. But it is conditional on us casting our burdens on the Lord, keeping them there, and fighting the good fight of faith. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed this morning.